I'd like to invite you to take your Bible and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 to 27. Over this past month, we've been studying the topic of how we can live victoriously in Jesus Christ. The Bible teaches very clearly that it is possible as opposed to always struggling to keep our heads above water in the spiritual sense. This morning I'd like to address the issue of you and I as Christian runners, Christian athletes. And note here in verse 24 it reads, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run not as uncertainly, so fight I not as one that beateth the air. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Let's pray. O God, we come before you with humble, needy hearts. Please teach us from your word this morning how we can run our race with patience, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. In his precious name we do pray. Amen. It is possible for you and I as Bible-believing Christians to live in victory. Our promise is based upon 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57. But thanks be unto God which has given to us, has given unto us the victory which is in Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ not only conquered death, he met the demands of the law and he has also uh, freed us from the penalty and power of sin. See, in Christ we are victorious and that was our initial emphasis at the beginning of this month, that we have been crowned victorious in Christ. And then we moved on and talked about the fact that God has placed us all on a running track, so to speak. And all of us have a race to run. We have been given a race to run. This race is our calling. In fulfilling our calling, we are promised victory. Victory is there to be claimed But we need to run our race and claim, experience that victory. There's a proven scientific fact that that I'd like to share with you. I'm into true science, you know that. You will never win a running race if you don't compete in one. That's a proven scientific fact. 
You will never win a running race if you don't compete in one. So for you and I to be crowned victorious in Christ, we will need to run our race. What is that prize? What is that crown? Well, note there in verse 25, it talks about a crown incorruptible in contrast to a corruptible crown. If we will run our race, the race that God has set before us with patience, with endurance, we are not only promised victory, we are promised that we will be crowned. And there are at least four specific eternal crowns spelled out within the pages of the Word of God. And we noted those crowns this past Sunday. Here in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, the main emphasis is on running this race, the athlete, the Christian running the race. And as it reads there at the end of verse 24, so run, run, so run, that ye may obtain. See, if you and I are to walk and live and serve God victoriously, we must run the race that God has set before us. You have a race to run, I have a race to run. We are not competing one against another. At least we should not be competing one against another as Bible-believing Christians. And all of God's people said, we run alongside one another. We encourage one another. But we all have a race to run. And if you and I want to be crowned victorious and receive that prize, we must run. So run, the Bible teaches us, that ye may obtain. But the million dollar question is, how do we run? How do I run my race as a Bible-believing Christian, knowing that I will be victorious if I run, and I can earn a crown, that can be placed at the feet of the Lord Jesus. That's what it's all about, is it not? We run for our God's glory. How do we run as Christian athletes? Now, the context of 1 Corinthians 9 is nicely summed up by a, a Bible commentator by the name of John Phillips. He made this statement in reference to this passage of Scripture that we've just read. Just outside the city of Corinth on the Isthmian Plain, Greek games were held. These games were famous. At the time of the Apostles' writing, they even overshadowed the Olympic Games. The Corinthians were proud of these games. They were the chief glory of their city. And Paul draws on this important athletic event for an illustration as to how we should live in view of the judgment 
seed of Christ. See, the Greek games were competitive and they were religious events. And we've stressed that fact. Those that won the prize would honour their Greek god. As we run our race in contrast, we can win crowns by which we can honour the only true and living God. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. The one that runs the race or competes in the event, in order to gain victory, they need to run within the boundaries of God's Word. And we see here in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, at the end of verse 24, so run that ye may obtain. How can I run my race that I might obtain that crown incorruptible by which I can honour my God? Well, the answer is found within verses 25-27. See, we are victorious positionally, but we need to claim the victory practically. How do we as spiritual athletes run our race and claim our victory in Christ Jesus? Well, number one, it begins with temperance. Discipline, temperance. Note there in verse 25, every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. The athlete that wants to win that race before him needs to be temperate in all things. The athlete that wins, wins with discipline, temperance, self-control, self-denial. He or she takes responsibility for their attitude and actions. And note there in verse 25 the word striveth. That comes from a base word that we get the word agonize. To agonize. To be disciplined, to be self-controlled, to self-denial, to be temperate is agonizing to the flesh. See, the Christian life is not so much a hundred metre sprint it's a 400 metre race. Strategy, endurance and speed is needful to win a 400 metre race. As opposed to just sheer speed with a 100 metre sprint. There's a vast difference. I learned that the hard way. I remember so clearly there in primary school training for the 400 metre race. And I remember (laughs) 
running out at the beginning of that race and running as fast as I could straight away only to find out that I ran out of steam and guess what I did not win that race and that was the last 400 metre race I ever entered I was so embarrassed I walked off in fact And I learnt from that little experience that those that win the 400 metre pace themselves. They discipline themselves. They exercise self-control. They don't use up all their energy. Obviously, they didn't have much energy. (laughs) At one moment, they self-discipline themselves. Beloved, it is possible to run a disciplined race for the Lord Jesus, demonstrating self-control, but only when we yield to the Holy Spirit within us. Note there in Galatians chapter 5, please. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, note there in verse 22 and 23, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Verse 23, meekness, temperance, self-control. God the Spirit will enable us to remain in control of our thoughts, our words and actions. It's God that worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And beloved, if you and I are to run our race with patience, we need temperance. We need discipline. We need self-control, self-denial. You and I need to take responsibility for our do's and our don'ts and stop blaming our circumstances the people around us, or the beautiful food before us. We need to take personal responsibility for the choices we make. We need to exercise self-control in order to live a victorious Christian life and to run our race with patience. So it involves temperance, self-discipline. And secondly, note back in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 26, there needs to be a purpose, a goal in view. The athlete runs with a goal of winning the prize. Note then verse 26, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, So fight I, not as one that beateth the air. A runner runs to win a prize in view. There's a certainty. There's a finish line. A boxer has an opponent to beat up, so to speak. And the Apostle Paul said, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, 
In other words, Paul the Apostle said that I have a clear understanding of the, of the objection in view. I'm not interested in a corruptible crown, I'm after an incorruptible crown. There's a purpose, there's a trophy in view. And then he uses the analogy not only from a runner in verse 26, but he also uses the analogy of a boxer. Boxing was a very uh, popular sport within the ancient Greek games. And he uses the analogy of a boxer. I'm not likened to a boxer that's just beating the air. Paul had no intention of shadow boxing. He has an opponent in view and he's determined to knock him out. So, beloved, for you and I to run our race with patience, that race that God has called us to run, We need to be disciplined, we need temperance, we need to exercise self-control under the guidance and power of the Holy Spirit, but also we need to keep the end in view, our purpose. What is the purpose? Because your purpose will motivate you to do your best. And as long as you keep your eyes on that purpose, that end in view then you will be able to run your race with patience. And that's the emphasis there in Hebrews chapter 12. Let's review Hebrews chapter 12, please. Hebrews chapter 12, note there, in verse 1, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about, with so great a cloud of witnesses, referring back to chapter 11, those that have already run their race. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. What's the goal? Look at verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. And note there verse number three, for consider him, consider Jesus Christ, the author and finish of our faith, that endured such contradiction or opposition of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds, not body, minds. We'll talk about the mind next week. But for now, may God help us to run our race, taking responsibility of our actions and being temperate, exercising self-control in the power of the Holy Spirit because we don't run as if there's no goal at the end of the day. 
We don't box as if we're shadow boxing, just boxing the air. No, we run with certainty. We fight with certainty because we consider him, Jesus Christ, who endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down the right hand of the throne of God. We run in honour of our God. Those, those ancient athletes within those Greek games, they ran to win one prize to honour their false God. More so we as Bible-believing Christians that serve the one and true and living God. May we run that we might obtain to honour the King of kings and Lord of lords. Why do I want to live victoriously in Christ? Why do I want to run my race with patience and receive the prize? The answer should simply be, I want to honour the one that loves me and died for me, that I might live. Temperance, a goal in view, in mind. And thirdly, go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, note then verse 27. The first part of that verse reads, But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. An athlete that wins is an athlete that has demonstrated self-control discipline. An athlete that will win is one that has a goal in mind and that's the motivation, that end, that finish line. An athlete that will win is one that is willing, thirdly this morning, is willing to work is willing to train, is willing to practice regularly. Note the phrasing there in verse 27, I keep under my body. That little phrase there, keep under, comes from a base word which means to strike, strike, to inflict pain. That's what it means. I keep my body, I inflict my body. I'm prepared to experience pain, the pain of hard work, the pain of training, the pain of practicing regularly. And also in verse 27, it uses the word subjection. I keep under, I inflict my body. I bring it into subjection. The word subjection there means to enslave. I hold back. I control. Now, if you compare these two base words with the word translated strive to agonize, we have the illustration here of an athlete that is prepared to exercise 
An athlete that understands I need to work, I need to train, I need to practice. It's going to be agonizing. It's going to hurt. It's going to control me. I'm going to keep my body. I'm going to bring it into subjection. For a runner to win a major event, he understands that he needs to train hard and he needs to train with intensity. The principle of training, the principle of exercising. Well said there in 1 Timothy chapter 4, please. Go to 1 Timothy chapter 4. Verse number 7. The second part of verse 7 reads, Exercise thyself rather unto godliness. Exercise. From this base word translated exercise, we get the word gymnasium. What do you do in a gymnasium? I know what some people do in gymnasiums. When I used to go to gymnasiums, we had those that wanted to just have a chat. Have a chat. I used to try to avoid those individuals. And then there were those that would spend more time lying on benches than actually doing their reps. As if they were snoozing, having these little cat naps. And then there were those individuals that would walk around the gym admiring themselves in the glassware. And then there was the odd individual like myself that were, had a purpose in view. I was there to train. I wasn't there to stare at myself in mirrors. I wasn't there to have a chit-chat. I wasn't there to have little catnaps on gym equipment. I was there to sweat and train and build stamina. And beloved, you and I as God's people, if we are serious about running our race with patience, we need to be prepared to go into the gymnasium of God and be prepared to exercise some blood, sweat and tears. I bring my body into subjection. Gymnasium. The gym is where you can train. At times it would so discourage me. All of these individuals in this gym that I used to be a part of, that they were here for other reasons. <laughs> that I decided to change my schedule as to when I went to the gym. Um, see the gym is where you train is it not it's where you build muscle stamina it's where you tune up it's where you strengthen it's where you prepare for an end in view see I had an end in view It wasn't just a matter of me wanting to admire myself in glassware. I had an end in view. I wanted to build muscle. 
I wanted to stamina. I wanted discipline. I wanted self-control. I wanted to sweat. I wanted to agonize because I had an end in view. And beloved, for you and I as Bible-believing Christians, more so, we need to be prepared to, to sweat and agonize and be enslaved because we want to run our race with patience and receive the prize at the end of the day. When we recognize and exercise and train those abilities, we will be able to reach our highest capability. For example, all of us can run to a measure. Some can run a little bit faster. And some will be able to run faster. Some of us will be able to run even faster if we're prepared to train. See what I'm saying? You can run fast, but if you're prepared to train and work hard, then you'll be able to run faster. See? And may God help us as Bible-believing Christians to never lose sight of the fact that within God's gymnasium there are a variety of ways that we can build strength, stamina and sharpen our abilities to run our race, such as our daily walk with God, such as regular attendance in church, such as being involved in a practical ministry within the local church, such as spending time with spiritual people, just to name a few. Exercise. An athlete that runs his race with patience and wins the prize is an athlete that's prepared to work hard. They're prepared to train. They're prepared to practice regularly. And last but not least, note there in verse 27, please, of 1 Corinthians chapter 9. But I keep under my body, bring it into subjection, lest that by any means when I preach to others, I myself should be a castaway. An athlete that wins, that wants to win, understands that he must keep the rules of the race. This athlete is very much aware that there are rules. He needs to remain within the boundaries or he will be disqualified. A castaway. The word castaway means disqualified, rejected, disapproved. If an athlete breaks the rules... He or she will be disqualified and there is no hope of winning the prize. And may God help us as Bible-believing Christians to remain within the boundaries of God's Word. God's Word is our basis for faith and practice. The Bible teaches us how to live. And if we choose to ignore the rule book of God's Word, expect failure eventually. Note with me, please, 2 Timothy chapter 2. 
2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 5. The Bible reads, And if a man also strive for masteries, agonizing for the prize, yet is he not crowned, except he strive, what does it say? Lawfully. One can strive, one can agonize, one can put 110% into their effort, but if we don't run lawfully, disqualification. If an athlete breaks the rules, he will be disqualified. And there is no hope of winning, winning the prize. The Bible teaches us how to live. And if we choose to ignore the rules, we can expect failure. This week we have heard of the tragic news of those five individuals in that little sub on their way down to see that wreckage, the Titanic wreckage. Thousands of metres below sea level. The creator of the submersive Titan sub who died amongst four others after it had suffered a catastrophic implosion in the Atlantic Ocean, had boasted about breaking rules. Breaking rules to build the vessel. He said, I quote, and you know I've broken some rules to make this. One wonders if this is the rule or the rules he broke that actually led to the loss of five lives. He boasted that I've broken some rules. My friend, if you and I are to run our race with patience, and receive the prize, we need to stay within our lane. God's word is our lane. Amen. Rules are not made to be broken. Let's say it together. Rules are not made to be broken. They are there to be obeyed for our benefit and progress. Rules are not made to be broken, they are there to be obeyed for our benefit and progress. Self-control, an end in view, exercise, stay within the boundaries of God's word. So run that you may obtain. My friend, as Christians, we are called to run a specific race.
And if we will run our race with self-control, discipline, taking responsibility for what we do, don't do. If we run with purpose, goal in view to honour our God, and we're prepared to bring our body into subjection, inflict pain, so to speak, Get up early in the morning before the sun rises. Inflict some pain on your body in order to spend time with God. Agonize. Stretch yourself. And if we will obey the rules, stay within our lane. It's not complicated. Run your race. This is your lane. Stay in the lane. We will obtain. We will be crowned. And God will be honoured. So God has a race for each one of us. God teaches us how to run that race. How we can run that race with the assurance of winning the prize. To what end? For God's glory. The athlete, Eric Little, is a glowing example of a man of God that fulfilled the race that God had set for him. Eric Little was born on the mission field of China in 1902. His parents sent him back to Scotland in order to be educated. He was not only a good student, he was also a good sportsman. He excelled in cricket, rugby, he played for Scotland in 1922 and 1923. But his greatest strength was running. He was a very fast runner. The 100 metre sprint was his specialty. Eric Little was a genuine Bible believing Christian. Eric Little, after setting a new British record in 1923 in the 100-yard sprint, he was considered a great prospect. In winning a gold medal in the 1924 Olympic Games in Paris, France, he was the hope of Great Britain and Scotland to win a gold medal in this very glamorous event. The problem for him was the event was on a Sunday. And as a committed Christian, Sunday was the Lord's Day. So he refused to run on the Sunday. 
But there was a 400-metre race that was scheduled during the week. So he determined not to run the 100-metre sprint because it was on a Sunday, but he was prepared to run the 400-metre race. It was scheduled during the week. So he enters that race instead. A brother in Christ... in order to encourage Mr. Little in his stand, gave him a verse out of 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30, which reads, They that honour me, I will honour. Eric Little did run the 400 metre. And he did win gold. He gave glory to God by claiming it was God that gave him the victory. The 400 metre was not his strength. That's not what he was known for. It was the 100 metre sprint. And Eric Little, instead of pursuing a life of fame and prestige, Eric Little returned to the mission field of China in 1925 where he was born. His parents were missionaries. He returned to the mission field of China in 1925 and served there for the remaining years of his life. He continued to serve in China during World War II. And as a result, he was placed in a prison of war camp. And while in this Japanese prison of war camp, he got seriously ill and developed a brain tumour. He had the opportunity to be released out of this camp. But he chose not to. He instead gave his place or his ticket of leave to a pregnant woman. His life might have been spared if he had taken that ticket of leave. But he chose to sacrifice his life for others and finish the race that God had called him to, which was to reach the people of China with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Eric Little was known as a man of genuine Christian character, he ran his race faithfully on the mission field of China. And he died in this prison of war camp at the ripe old age of only 43. In 1945, only five months before the war had ended. In 2002, a poll voted Eric Little as the most popular Scottish sportsman figure of all time. Eric Little ran the race that God had set for him.
and it was more. So much more than just a physical running race. He ran the race that God had set for him. And may God help us as Bible-believing Christians to run the race, the race that God has set for us. Are you running your race? God promises victory. God promises crowning. But you need to run. So run that you may obtain. You ain't going to win a race if you don't run. You can dream about it, talk about it, see it done, but unless you do it, it ain't going to happen. So run. Christian, run. Run the race that God has for you. I will endeavor to run my race, you run your race. Run with patience, keeping your eyes upon Jesus Christ. But running that race involves discipline, involves purpose. It involves stretching ourselves, exercise, gymnasium, striving, agonizing, pain, enslavement, bringing that body to subjection, but it involves staying within the boundaries. May God help us to run our race with patience. Let's bow for prayer.